B2B TikTok is a wild and wonderful place, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of the people that makes that corner of the internet such a trip. The only person I've been who can make CRM workflows interesting, Max Cohen is the madman that will haunt your HubSpot dreams. Settle in for a brief conversation that highlights getting mugged in Central Park, Cottage Cheese, and Pokemon Go. Stick with us and get to know my friend Max a little bit differently. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just have a customer sign the contract right away? No more back and forth to figure out whose name goes where, who signs this, who signs that. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to sit on your hands once that DocuSign gets fired up? Because who knows when they'll have time to get to it. Why not just have the customers sign an app? Oh, that's because it didn't exist until this week. Easy Sign by Salesbricks is the easiest way to get customer signatures on sales contracts, period. Sell more without waiting around. Get with Salesbricks today. Max, welcome to Salesbricks Studio South here in sunny Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us on I'm Not Selling You Anything today. Brian, I am super stoked to be here. Want to jump into it? What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Max, what was your superhero origin story? You looked at the world one way and something happened and it all changed. I went to UMass Dartmouth. I went to get a marketing degree. Did four years there just learning traditional marketing stuff. And I went back to get my master's because none of my friends had graduated and I wasn't ready to enter into the real world. Luckily, I got into the master's program there to get my MBA. And one of the classes I was taking was called an interactive marketing course. It was done by this professor I had. His name was Dr. Steve White. And he had done all of my marketing, maybe even some of the sales type classes I had taken for four years before that. Mm -hmm. And he started the very first class off by basically saying, hey, there's a lot of returning faces I see here that I know I've had for the past four years. What I want you to do is forget everything I taught you the past four years, because there's this thing now called inbound, and it's the future of marketing. And it must have been the summer in between when I graduated and when we started doing this, because I hadn't heard him mention inbound, inbound. spot any of that stuff in the four years that I just had. It was a kind of funny moment because I was like, oh yeah, forget everything that I just spent in a nice amount of money learning. Awesome. You um, went to the extra credit course and learned everything else. Yeah, like, yeah. And then learned way more. Yeah, <laughs> but he had discovered HubSpot and HubSpot Academy and the inbound marketing certification and all of that stuff in its sort of early form back in 2010. And he made his whole class about it. So part of that class, we had to get inbound marketing certified. And that's where I first learned about HubSpot. I joined HubSpot as an implementation specialist. Yeah, I saw that. And the big thing for me there is that doing that job, I got to work with a ton of different businesses, a ton of different personalities, a ton of different levels of willingness to take the initiative and actually do something with the tools that we were selling people. And I really got to see the positive impact that HubSpot and doing inbound and taking those two things, the strategy and the tool and putting those all in conjunction. I got to see a lot of people succeed and grow their business and grow their career, see results and how results, awesome man. that was. I also saw a lot of people do nothing with it and waste the time that we had working together, squander the opportunity, thinking it would just be an easy button, not wanting to do marketing the right way, and actually put the effort in to create content and follow the inbound methodology. And that lit this huge fire under my ass that really kind of shaped my personality, I think, because I mean, let's be honest, HubSpot's 90% of my personality at this point, but it is for a reason. And so I think it's a combination of those two things. Like I found out about it, was a way for it, came to HubSpot, but then really saw the impact it could have. And 
And for me, it just became like, why isn't everyone using this the right way yeah. and using it to its full potential? And that's where a lot of my like <laughs> comes from when it comes that to that emotion spot, comes right? across. It's so yeah. raw and I don't know. It's just an energy that it, it's yeah. unmatched. Now I think yeah. I have good energy. And uh, when I actually show people you send them your videos, like, oh, that's there's other levels. So that's a great super energy. You went, you did your four or five years. You went for the senior lap 2.0 and yeah, actually yeah. learned much more. And it turned you into the madman of B2B HubSpot. Yeah, it's it was a very interesting pivot. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Max, tell me something from your early days at HubSpot that someone today would find hard to believe. I work in pre-sales now, but I grew up for the first four years of my life at HubSpot saying I would never work in sales. As an implementation specialist, I got the good deals and a lot of the bad deals. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I grew up with this weird animosity towards sales. And I also had just a really sort of brutal sales experience when I was at Apple. So I just said I would never step foot in sales again. And yet here I am. I also yelled a lot at customers on the phone. The people who worked with me kind of know that that's my gig but again, yeah, had a lot of that fire under my ass. And I wasn't really afraid to tell customers when they were making bad decisions versus just trying to yes man them through everything. So yeah, I am a very nice guy, but it was kind of gloves off when I was really trying to fight for what was best for my customers, which was cool. And I, I didn't want other people's bad decisions to come back and bite me to make it sound like, oh, well, you had a chance to oh, so you're just covering you your ass. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. You cover you know, your ass a, by being a hard one. Exactly. True, true, true. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for that answer, Max. Tell me what is an unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? Me and my four-year-old daughter play Pokemon Go literally all day. It's that simple. We are just walking around the house or walking around the neighborhood, walking up onto her school. We were up at the at the school the other day because it's right down the street from our house. And there was this dude just driving her truck being like, what are you guys doing here? And me and my daughter are just like sitting there on her phone, like freaking out because we caught an Eevee or something. And it's just, I don't know. It's super strange. But we're going way too hard into it and it's starting to become a problem. But yeah, Pokemon Go is way funner than I thought it was. I remember when it first came out, seeing all these people enter the outside world, you could tell have never been outside. I was like, what are you guys doing? But five, gotta, 10, seven years later, I get it now. It's super fun. I got a funny story about Pokemon Go when it was happening in New York. I lived in New York the majority of my life. And when Pokemon Go first came out, people would wander into Central Park in the middle of the night looking for Charizard and homeless people or vagrants would hang out in Central Park mm. and mug people who were clearly very, they shouldn't be there at that hour. But yeah. there was a wave of people Ooh. getting mugged because they were running around Central Park like this. Yeah. Like run your pockets, give me yep. that phone, yep. get out of here. Yeah, yeah, easy to spot in the darkness. And then you know Hilarious. their night vision is terrible because they're staring at a screen and right, then they look right. away oh, and they're yeah, completely blind. Yeah. Hilarious, I hadn't yeah. thought about that in a while. That's a great answer. And actually, we've got a listener call in right now that is going to ask a question. This one's coming in from Bulbasaur. And Bulbasaur asks, how has TikTok helped you personally or professionally? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Thanks, Bulbasaur. It's been interesting. It's helped me a lot personally, I'll tell you that. And professionally in certain ways, right? I'd say the big thing for me is before I was a solutions engineer, I spent three and a half years of my life doing new hire training at HubSpot, just preaching the inbound methodology, showing mm -hmm. people how cool the tool was. I had this to talk about something that I loved. I had a blast doing that job. And when I moved into the solutions engineer role, all of that went away. And it was really tough because I lost this sort of it's an avenue. Yeah, I lost this sounding board. I lost this 
place for me to go and be super passionate about something. And so I had to kind of create an audience. And that's kind of when I started doing the TikTok stuff is when I moved roles. I needed to create this audience that I could tell everybody how cool HubSpot is and how much I love it. So there was this sort of filling this void that I sort of artificially kind of created for myself. But the other thing that it did too, is it really helped me get out of that demonic voice that's in the back of your head that always just says, you're stupid and no one wants to hear what you have to say. And it was the first time in my life I was able to tackle that head on and just say, I don't care. I'm going to put out into the universe what I want to put out. So it's really helped me a lot with that. On the professional side of things, it's super interesting. I've made a lot of really cool connections at HubSpot. I've gotten really tight with a lot of the product folks because, of course, they always mm, want me to right. make a TikTok. I got to do a couple cool things for the marketing team. But also, and this kind of speaks to the power of content, I have people trying to hire me every single day for consulting and stuff. And obviously, I can't do it because I work for HubSpot. There's a conflict of interest there. But it's cool. A lot of opportunities present themselves because of it. I'm building a bit of a personal brand. I have an avenue to be able to speak about stuff I love and stuff I'm comfortable about. It served me in a bunch of different ways. That's really, really cool. Thanks, Bulbasaur. Uh, now, Bulbasaur, thank you so much for that question. Max answered it beautiful. I didn't know Bulbasaur knew English or had digits to dial. Remember your PDF offer letter when you were a candidate interviewing? Now, offer letters, they haven't changed in decades. They still look the same. Do you know how much more excited your candidates would be if they actually understood their equity, their benefits, their salary, their growth potential? I feel like the company I'm about to join is truly looking out for me, for their people. And with a market for talent being more competitive than ever, you should consider differentiating yourself where few others have. See for yourself at complete.so. That's complete.so. Max, what do you do when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused? What gets you back on track? Yeah, this happens to me a lot. I have a bit of an obsessive personality when it comes to my work, right? Okay. I'm really bad at shutting it off. And oftentimes I can get overwhelmed without even really noticing it because a lot of the times I see it just as, oh, this is fun. I love talking about this stuff. Oh, it's, it's hard these days, man. Time. We're all at yeah. home. It's not yeah. like you can, you know, home is work. So Yeah. And I think the big thing that I need to do sometimes is just remember like why I'm really here. And that's, I'm a dad right? I got two daughters. And sometimes I just need to peel myself away from the computer and lay down or play with or just like hug my kids. And just remember, put everything in perspective. This is what really matters. That's right? the good stuff. Everything you, away from this screen. Yeah. You love HubSpot. You love this community. But what really matters is this other thing. And sometimes it's good to know this is who I'm doing it for. But also sometimes instead of just thinking about this stuff all day, it's good to just kind of get into their world a little bit, see the world from a little bit of a simpler lens. And just remember, you're a human, not just a robot that talks about software all day. Not right? just a robot that talks about robot stuff. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Sitting down and hugging my kids. And that's when they let me, right? They're really obsessed with mom these days. The baby was so cute on the HubSpot videos. That one always brightens my day. And I guess I'm getting soft in my old age because I used to be like, that's lame, babies, uh, children. And now like, Ooh. it was one of the first times that I remember seeing her on your TikTok. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. So yeah, I like hilarious. that. You add her in there sometimes, but it's not yep. overkill, right? Just, yeah, you know, yeah. for the good ones. Enough to embarrass her in the future when she sees it. You know what I mean? Oh, that's dude, just... that's great. You have to, yeah. did you see on TikTok the guy that made a 3,000 pound sarcophagus to bury the hot flaming Cheetos? Brilliant, brilliant. I was gripped. Oh, yeah. I watched every second. The entire thing. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Max, we're going to do something a little bit differently today. We're going to do the lightning word association round. So I'm going to say a word and you just say the very first thing that comes into your mind. Rapid fire. That sound okay. good? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Here's your first word. Cottage. Cheese. Tostitos. Scoops. Integrations. Marketplace. Crab. Rangoon. 
HubSpot. Slaps. And that was our lightning word association round. Thank you so much, Max. Let's move on to, geez, we're towards the end here. We're having so much fun. I know. Max, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I think it would surprise a lot of people to find out that I don't have a big following on TikTok whatsoever. All of my interaction with my content, any sort of following or engagement I get is always on LinkedIn because the people on TikTok have no idea what I am talking about ever, right? They don't know what HubSpot is. They don't know what CRMs are. They don't understand these very hyper-specific niche features that I'm and like freaking are. out about. On LinkedIn, they do. I literally use TikTok because I don't have time to sit in front of a video editor, right? Max, that's exactly why I use TikTok. I'm not good at that. I cannot yeah. do it. I do not have the bandwidth. I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. If I can do it on TikTok, and when I realize it's saved to your phone, yeah, yeah. Wait, I can just repurpose. Exactly. Yeah, that's all I do, right? Okay. I make it. Yeah, it's on TikTok. Some of the more unhinged stuff I keep on TikTok, yep. and it doesn't make it over to LinkedIn. Yeah. So to bring it back to the billboard thing, if I could have a billboard with anything on it, it would just be my TikTok handle because <laughs> no one follows me on there, right? <laughs> and I'm trying to unlock stuff like the ability to do the live streaming from my computer, these other features. Go follow me on TikTok, please. All I, right, I, I've been on that. there forever, and I only have 1,500 followers. It's crazy. We're going to get you the billboard asset. We're going to post that. We're also going to put it in the notes. And there are literally... Dozens of people that listen to this podcast. So, you know, we're going to get you there. Next question. Fans new and alike. Where should we go to know a little bit more about what you have going on, Max? Some people might be endeared to you after this conversation, after going on to TikTok. They're going to want to know where we can get a little bit more. Yeah, I'd say LinkedIn is always going to be the best place, right? Because if you're into my content, the only place worth following me is going to be LinkedIn. TikTok, I think, would be a close second. I really want to start live streaming on LinkedIn, even though their platform is god-awful for it. I am going to start messing around a little bit more with YouTube, I think, now that my kids are a little less pulling me away from the computer and stuff like that. But yeah, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube in that order, I would say. Fantastic. Hey, man, who do you think we should interview next? George B. Thomas. That's my buddy I do that podcast with. If you're looking for people that are kind of in the same space that just love being a human and helping other people, he's the guy. Okay. We're going to hit up George with this little soundbite to hopefully convince him to come onto the show and speak to us. Max, just for my own edification, I like doing a Spotify mixtape for every single one of my guests. What kind of music do you like to listen to? I'm super stoked that Blink-182 is coming back with Tom DeLonge. I was big into like Blink-182 bands like that growing up. I was born in 88, so a lot of the late 90s, early 2000s, like you know, emo, pop, punk, alternative stuff. I loved that. More recently, big, real big fish fan. I was like really late to that party. Also just like loved old school gangster rap, like anything you would hear in the GTA San Andreas, all that kind of stuff. I used to say I like everything but country, but like there's a couple country songs that like, you know, could stick with me. I think now that I'm older and I'm a dad, right? No, that works, um, man. I was, I yeah. love the emo tunes. We're definitely yep. gonna, uh, that's gonna be a fun one to do. Emo oh, yeah. tunes, gangster rap. There's gonna be one real big fish song. It's probably gonna be at the very end for you to get to, but that's I love me good. some My Chemical Romance too as well. I'm a big My Chem guy. Awesome, man. I guess my final question here is, how do you think we did? I think we did great. I think yeah. the new mic sounds amazing. Thank you so much. And I love uh, the quick format too. It's good. This is actually a really fulfilling moment for me just because I really do get inspired from your energy on TikTok. I like to navigate over to your handle 
at Max Cohen. Official Max Cohen on TikTok. At Official Max Cohen. I like navigating over there and just getting another bit of life into me. Max, thank you so much, man. I'll catch you on TikTok. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. That was fun. Well, that was fun. We had a Pokemon call in and ask a question about TikTok. And that's a first here at... Let's see, that's a first anywhere. Good job, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to learn about someone who I think is wildly unique for the world that most of us listening inhabit. Go follow him at official Max Cohen. And don't forget to tune in next week when we interview Hello Kitty. See you later!